0: Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is produced in association with Jazz Times. David Bloom is a man of many talents guitarist, flautist, painter, writer, and educator. Bloom feels his interest in each feeds his enthusiasm for it all and allows his focus, putting beauty into the world, to flourish. His CD collaboration with arranger Cliff Colnett, Shadow of a Soul, celebrates those individuals Bloom has met over the years who, in his words, have an unusual level of spirituality, imagination, hipness, heart, and individuality, what he calls a shadow of a soul. The recording honors Bloom's reverence for these people and this way of living, taking one's inherent gifts and developing them with passion. I spoke with David Bloom from his home in Chicago in January 2023. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. David Bloom has said that he judges his validity by his ability to successfully impact others.
1: I come from a family of teachers. My father was a very well-known educator named Benjamin Bloom, who uh, wrote the Bloom's Taxonomy of Educational Objectives that's basically all over the world. And my mother was a uh, reading uh, teacher and tutor. So I come from a family of, of teachers, and... I think I can speak for them, even though they're not around anymore, that we judge ourselves by the impact we can have on others and I think that it's a i think it's a very good you know kind of ethos you know uh you know to have you know that you you look at the value you're bringing to earth and and positive you know so i i i I've kind of adopted that and and pretty much you know, that, that's it for me. You know, I have no kids, I'm not married. So basically it's just me, my students and my audience, whatever, whoever they are, you know, Mm. that's basically the story for me. Mm. Um, I think that at least for me, uh, the older I get, I think I'm wanting a little bit more echo from the world. uh, If that makes sense. Um, what do you
0: mean by that?
1: In other words, I think I've, I'm a fairly uh, accomplished person in many ways, and I would like to have a little bit more, you know, recognition for what I've done. I mean, I'm, and I have like high output just in terms of like this. This year, I produced or co-produced four CDs, you know, of different different style. One of the uh, one of my students who's 83. I did a a, a, acapella uh, CD and his guests were take six. They did one of his tunes, you know, so, and then, you know, I've done two shadow of a soul and another one uh, named Mirage. And then I did one that's kind of pop country uh, rhythm and blues, all kinds of styles with a woman named Jewel T. who was a student of mine. So it's been a very productive year. And also I read a lot of essays too, you know, um, I just, I, I, I really try to do the best I can to render my birthright, you know, Mm. and your birthright are basically, you know, the combination of genetics, your inclination, but whatever, whatever, uh, you feel is you, you know, so that's mm. that's been very important to me, and I've, when I teach, I try to come up with different metaphors and different ways to express things, so it's not just the exact same thing every time. You know, so it keeps me, you know, very interested because I'm not only trying to to uh, teach teach the student, I'm trying to come up with things that interest me, you know, ways to mm. describe things.
0: from David Bloom's Shadow of a Soul CD. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Bloom has written what he calls the Ten Commandments of Jazz, which speak to a way to live beyond just a way to play jazz.
1: I was very pleased with that because each one of them, although there's there there are overlaps, I think having each one separate, uh, uh really helps. For example, just the idea, you know, that silence is is sounds great, you know, you better have a damn good reason to interrupt it. The first one, thou shalt tell a story, and the last one, thou shalt stop when the story's over. <laughs> and I, I find I, love that. I find that particularly problematic. You know, I mean and I've heard Lee Moore, I've heard master jazz players you know, play a gorgeous solo and then do like a four-chorus epilogue.
0: Right, right. Or I always think things are too long. I, I'm of the totally Leave Wanting you. More school. And I, I tell my friends, because I very seldom say anything even vaguely negative after a show. You know, you always want to be supportive. But when I get a moment later, if it's someone close, I'll say... 10 minutes too long that felt like a half hour more. Because I've seen it in my own shows. Oh, yeah. That somebody says, I want this amount of time, and I will feel when the concert's over, having a good sense of it. And then I'll look at my watch and I'll think, oh man, they wanted me to play 90 minutes. Right. And then I'll play that extra 10 minutes and it'll be agonizing. And I it's just not right. Right. And it's it's and what what I kept feeling from the various things I read about your philosophies was this, this connectedness. If you're aware and in the moment and connected, then you know when the story's over. And if you're appreciating your fellow human beings in a conversation, whether that's musical or like we're having now, then you know when the silences should be. You know when you should keep talking. These things are all there. And I think that that's, that comes across and certainly in this beautiful project, because you talk about it, shadow of a soul, you you talk about that very thing which I loved. Again, you said shadow of a soul, individuality, imagination, and passion, and what we do with it, which is what we're talking about here. Because you talked about that we're all born with that.
1: With that potential. Then, with that potential. Yeah. But not yeah. everyone, not everybody signs on to the... to, to to the, uh, the job, you know?
0: Well, they don't sign on or they don't get the right people around them. I've seen it because of the show, which is now I'm, in, I'm starting my 23rd Ten year breaths. on air. Thank you, I'm very proud of that. And it's really jumped out at me because I have the great gift of talking to professionally creative people and inspired people. And their stories have certain similarities and some are very, very different. But the ones that I consider and that they consider very fortunate had teachers who were encouraging, who saw what they were interested in, and they didn't ignore it, which can destroy that because some are more, you're obviously very motivated. Some people don't have that kind of energy. They have that little spark and they really need that help for whatever reason. They don't have the the physical, emotional energy, whatever it is, that they can't sort of fight through. And that's so important. Talk about this fabulous CD. I just, I was swept away with it when I first heard it. And it's one of those great recordings that you enjoy more and more the more you listen to it. So talk about it.
1: One of the things, first of all, I wrote all of those tunes, uh, minus, I like, for example, the title, Shadow of a Soul. I wrote the A section in 1975. And I wrote the B section two years ago, you know, because I didn't. Why
0: is that? Because I didn't. Why did that? Yeah,
1: I didn't want. I mean the the original, um, the original eight bar tune. You know, I played on gigs. I you know I played flute, and I did it with a duo with a bass player. And one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten in my life was we were playing in a restaurant, and when we played. People stopped eating,
0: mm. and I
1: figure if you can get between someone's fork and their mouth, <laughs> you, you you have done something.
0: Uh, I don't disagree. So I was
1: I was really uh, uh, felt great about that.
0: The title tune from the CD Shadow of a Soul, a project by my guest, composer David Bloom, with arrangements by Cliff Colnett. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired.
1: going to record it, I said, I really need to write a bridge. And, uh, I came up with something I really liked and, uh, Cliff Colnett who arranged it, uh, arranged it for oboe and she just sounded fantastic. You know, a combination of what I wrote with those, those harmonies and her sound was just the, it was pitch perfect. I would say the bulk of the tunes are in the three minute range. You know, a couple of the really long tunes might be five. I think for Eddie P, the salsa tune is about five and a half. Uh, but I'm I'm vigilant about not having you know verbeage. You know,
0: <laughs> you know when the story oh, yeah. is done. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I think I think these tunes and the the little interludes, the little thirty second, one minute interludes in there, uh, your like, little
0: sorbets,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they 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 cleanse the palate.
0: Eddie P. Talk more about that. That was one of my favorite tracks.
1: Typically, I go to New York about three times a year. And I either stay at the Park South Hotel on 28th or at Cliff Colnut. He has a place. Uh, So if he's not in New York, I stay at his place.
2: Mm, And across mm -hmm.
1: the street, there's a Starbucks. And typically, every morning at 8, I get there to write. And I write either essays or music. So I had decided that, you know, given that I love Eddie Palmieri and I love a tune he wrote called "Oye Loco Te bienier which is a super fiery wawanco. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And so I said, I want to write something that, that can be on the stage with Eddie Palmieri. You know, is at that level. So I, I spent about sixty hours uh, on that. Uh, And what I did was a very interesting way I wrote, because I didn't want to have it just be like a cool head and then just a salsa rhythm section forever. So I wrote what I call features. And if you listen to that arrangement, you'll hear a little polyrhythmic features with the horns just to keep things always interesting. So that was a very important part of that. I wrote the features first, and then I wrote the melody. shorter is one of my favorite musicians because what he would do particularly on a record which i didn't include in my favorites but one called speak no evil and uh he 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 basically creates nursery rhymes with super hip chords so you can hear something that's real singable It just you know it just sounds so simple and singable with unbelievable chords underneath it, and the chords create these radical different, con- you know, different contexts. writing is generally speaking fairly simple from a melodic standpoint uh, like that uh, the second tune on the record uh, I think it's called The Way I See It it's it's like a a bassa and the melody is very very simple and the chords aren't super you know uh, uh, exploratory it's just a really pretty tune
0: that was something that drew me to the CD is that it was just very is oh my gosh it sounds so silly to say but very listenable. Mm-hmm. You know, very hip, very sophisticated, but you wanted to listen to it.
1: When I hear the real greats they're always telling me in their music they're telling me look what I found. The the ones that are, you know, not there, they're telling me look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it a, one has has humility and reverence built into it
0: The Way I See It, from David Bloom's The Shadow of a Soul CD. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with support from Jazz Times, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. We're funded primarily by your donations. So please visit jazzinspired.com to chip in. No gift is too small. And 2023 marks our 23rd year on air. Please write a review on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to spread the word about the show. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all the usual podcast platforms and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at stridequeen. Visit judycarmichael.com for my upcoming concert schedule. My guest is composer David Bloom.
1: One of my favorite books in the world is called "Who Is Man by Abraham Heschel. If you ever get a chance, every one of those, every page in that book, you can think about for like a year. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, one of his
1: lines, he said, there is no celebration without appreciation. Mm. And he said, he said, what we, what we can't comprehend through analysis, we become aware of in awe.
0: Mm. I mean, it's really, it's great stuff,
1: you know. That's so,
0: beautiful.
2: I
1: mean, I, I, one of my problems these days is when I hear a lot of younger players, and generally speaking, if I go to the Village Vanguard or to a jazz club, I am not going to be superior. I'm going because I want to have a good time. It's only when I hear the what they're trying to sell me do I get into a more analytical. I mean, this is... Answer, Basically, uh, agreeing with you, we when it's great, you know, you don't have to analyze it. Now, if if I go with some students and later on I want to tell them what was great for me, you know, so that they can maybe listen on a little bit deeper level and being able to identify some of those elements of greatness. I mean, that's yeah. That's, well, that's that's different. Yeah, that's really the way I have put my whole teaching you know, philosophy and program together. I've listened to Wes Montgomery. I've listened to Wayne Shorter and I've taken their solos as answers to unknown questions. So for example, if like that, that solo that uh, Joe Henderson does on idle moments, I mean, I call that just profound beauty, you know, period. Mm, It's profound. mm. It's not, uh, it's nice. That's it's profound beauty. (music)
2: Oh, 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 oh,
1: take a look at kind of the parameters of jazz soloing. On the one end, you have profound beauty, and the other end, you have burning, you know? And then in the middle, you have grooving and, and other things. I mean, but I'm just saying the the the, the 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 polar ends of it. You know, not to say that something can't be burning and beautiful, but generally speaking, if you hear like a high level of technique, it's it's really hard to make out uh, and it's really hard, I think, sometimes to, to really hear vulnerability, which I think is an incredible part of, of music. You know, mm. vulnerability mm. is the only true currency we have between each other. Mm. You know, and I think that being able to, to play something that gives people a passport to their heart is, uh, is, is a great gift. You know, you hear Gene Ammons play House is Not a Home or 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 whatever. Uh, I mean, it's a gift because he's reminding everyone, you know, not to neglect their heart. Mm. And it's very easy to get into like a, you know, an expedient mode where we miss so much. Mm. I mean,
0: I love that phrase, passport to their heart. Yeah that's really beautiful thanks that's beautiful yeah and and I love that I'm a buddy guy fan so I loved reading that you called him I you seem to have had from a very young age a an ability to to clarify what you wanted and go for it have the courage to go for it and even as a child because here was somebody that you heard him you liked it you called him you wanted to take the lesson. And I think that that's that's something that I'm always telling when I do master classes about it's one thing to think about it but now take some action and get out there and pursue these things. So talk about his music and what what because you were young. Well, what drew well you when would, I first, what was it?
1: I went to a concert at a place called Mandel Hall at the University of Chicago. It was 1966 and I heard there were a bunch of great players there. One of my favorites is Bobby Bland's guitar player, a guy named Wayne Bennett, who I also took a few lessons from too, and also another guy named Otis Rush. But so Buddy came in in the second half of the show, and I was completely blown away. I mean, just by the the level of urgency was just off the charts. I mean, singing and playing. And so the next day, I mean, he was right in the phone book. I called up I called him up. He lived at 72nd Street on the South side. and I asked him if he'd teach me. His wife answered and put him on, and he said that he hadn't taught anyone, and I convinced him that I'm sure he could <laughs> he could you know teach me. And so I'd go over there and, ah. and it, was, it was really funny. He would be he'd have his daughter on his left leg and he'd be playing one-handed. And my and my jaw would be on the floor,
2: and he'd look
1: at me and he'd crack up. It was just a beautiful moment, you know, that he was looking at me and I was looking at him. And my response Mm -hmm. was like, it was he was almost cracking up, like you know, I'm good, but I'm not that good.
0: Buddy Guy and Big Walter Horton. Favorites of my guest, Chicago composer, educator, David Bloom. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Talk about Wes Montgomery. You sent me a great track of his, Trick Bag. Oh,
1: yeah. Wes knew how to play Moods. Just unbelievable. You know, like like, for heaven's sake, Trick Bag. I mean, I can just name tons of these. He knew a lot about the mandatory uh, aspect of repetition. If you want to tell a story, you can't tell a story without repetition.
2: Mm, mm.
1: Otherwise it's like uh, you meet 400 characters. This is Sue. This is bill. This is Sally. This is Rose. This, But nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You just, and that's the way a lot of these jazz players now solo. They just play a bunch of phrases that don't mm. that don't make up a dramatic story.
0: On the trick bag, I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm talking with composer David Bloom about the importance of telling a story when improvising.
1: The real problem now is everybody's heard that phrase, right? I mean, all the young everybody everybody's, everybody's yeah. heard it, but yet, and and I think I think a lot of them think they are telling a story. And it's just,
0: well, a lot of people think that in life yeah, too, and I'm just, not being It's glib. Just pure you know.
1: You know it just yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, just to, uh, uh, um, I mean, it's funny. I had a student once who told me after I told him he wasn't making the change. He says, "I play what I feel." <laughs> and, like, and what I told him, I said, I, to, I said, I said, "What you feel sucks." And then I then I went on. I went on to say <laughs> Then
0: you went on past that yeah. as if there's more to say.
1: Then I went on and I said I said, "Look. Look, I I what, I think what you're really telling me is you love music and you really want to play well. But if I ask you to sing the ideas that you have, you can't do it because mm. you're not hearing sounds. You just love music. So it's a very it's, it's just a, a, a very general, non specific. Because even if you've got a weak voice, you should be able to sing ideas if you're hearing them as ideas, not just the mm. notion that you love music and you want to
2: mm. be good.
1: Yeah. And I've told a yeah. lot of singers that who told me, you know, if only I could sing what's in my head. And I said, Sing it, let me hear. And then I said, It's not in your head. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. I go the booba ba dooba dooba doo, if I do that, I couldn't do that unless it's in my head.
0: Yeah, and so, yeah.
1: so I think that a lot of people who who talk about you know playing what they feel, or a lot of the stuff is is it's it's not named correctly. What they really mean is they love music, and they like to be part of it.
2: But but it's
1: not at a level where they're actually hearing ideas.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the the best scat singer I've ever heard in my life was a drummer named George Brown. He's on Portrait of West with West Montgomery, and he played in my band. And uh, George and this guy named Kenny Prince, piano player, and I used to almost come to blows every week because uh, the uh, uh, Kenny would break notes on my roads every week. And then I'd charge him, and then uh, George Brown would come in late. I mean, I'd always forgive him because once he started playing, he sounded like Elvin Jones.
2: <laughs> so I'd always forgive
1: him. <laughs> but one time he was in, in the back seat of my car. I was driving him home, and he was scatting. And I have never heard anybody, including the greats, sing as well as uh, scat as well as he did. It was just ridiculous creativity and not repetitious. It's just astounding.
0: about Fatal Honey, because I love the tune, but I also loved that you were celebrating the fleeting quality of sweetness. That was such a evocative phrase and accurate.
1: Yeah, I think for me, if I was to describe, (laughs) I would say Fatal Honey pretty much describes my relationship history. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's the nickname everyone has for you.
1: <laughs> no, but they know, they know that historically I have been such a horrible, you know, my, my judgment has been so horrible in, oh. in women that I've picked. And mm. so that fatal, well, that's that, bad. yeah, the fatal honey. Um, I think that that really describes it, you know, something that is sweet, but it's fatal. I think in a lot of my names, you know, I like I like irony a lot, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I try I I always try to take a look at kind of the yin and yang aspects of different concepts because I think you can have a, a, a incredible resonance between, you know, um, you know, light and shadow, happy, sad, all of these uh, polarities and. And one of, one of my uh, Ten Commandments is to say that the polarities of music have, have got to be used. You know, the only thing that can refresh loudness is softness. The only thing that can refresh dissonance is consonance. The only thing that can refresh sparseness is density. And great, great players, the great ones, have these incredible filters in fact, I just wrote a little paper called "Getting Off the Bus," and they know how to get off the bus in rhythm. They know how to get off the bus in intervals. They know how to get off the bus with contours, you know. And uh, I think that that is one of uh, one of the biggest problems. And you stated it earlier, and we very much agree. Is people play way too long? You don't hear any reverence or wonder. I mean, think of that yeah. word wonder. Wonder by definition means something is bigger than your ego.
0: Right, right. Nobody
1: wonders has wonder about something they think that they're bigger than.
0: Right. No, and I think that we should be, That's all comes back to being humbled by the music, the fact that we're playing it, that we get to play it, that we want to put beauty into the world. And it's funny because years ago somebody was interviewing me and asked me what the biggest, I was in a cranky mood, and they said, what, what's the problem? Why isn't jazz more popular? What do you think the biggest thing missing in jazz, in a lot of jazz? And I said, taste. Well, that that stopped the interview, you can imagine. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just, you think about it, all the people we love, and they knew all those things. They had the good taste to know when, The solo was over. I think of this show as a real advocacy for the creative arts in general and for being inspired and going out and being creative and hoping that the guests that I have on inspire the listener. I think the things we're saying, as we said earlier, are metaphors for life, how you go forth and knowing when your thought is complete. And now listen to what the other person is going to say back. And it's the same for us when playing a solo uh, chorus, who wants to have the whole band sound good. That's why I loved you saying, I said earlier, I started out with your bandmates looking at you with appreciation. I put this out there for people next time they're at a dinner party. Look at the people that are looking at the person who's talking around a table with appreciation and nodding their head and smiling and which people were kind of looking down wish they could see their phone <laughs> you well know?
1: I, I wrote a little book I'll send you and it's called, oh, it's called before and aphorisms oh.
0: and one of my first
1: aphorisms I wrote in 1974 was I said uh, the definition of of uh what did I said uh Oh, I said attention span is directly proportionate to the amount of time you can stand yourself.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I want that book. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm talking with Chicago composer, painter, instrumentalist, and educator, David Bloom. Walter Hawkins, I thought this was a perfect way for us to end our conversation, because we're coming out of this very difficult time. Hopefully, 2023, you're my first conversation of 2023. And we're launching into it with positivity. And talk about this track; I thought it was perfect. Be grateful.
1: I heard this track. It's I think, I think it came out in eighty or eighty one. And I heard it on the radio. And I just searched all over the city. I couldn't find it. Finally, I went out to Moody Moody Bible Church Bookstore at like Ninety Fifth Street. I lived at you know at uh, downtown. And I got the record and I listened to that tune round the clock for three days. Literally. I mean, I had that tune on because um, I believe gratitude is probably one of the greatest sentiments that we can and should have. I mean, lots of people, lots of people want more but I'll tell you, when I come into my little one-bedroom apartment downtown Chicago, you know, and I just think about, I've had a jazz music school for 47 years. I mean, how much better can it be? You know? So I'm, it's true. I, I just
0: And you're doing exactly what you want to do and you're making the music you want to make. That's very big.
1: And I'll tell you, for That's people to come and pay me to hear you know, how I think about their music and what they need to do and basically putting their music in my hands. I mean, it's an incredible responsibility and it's an incredible gift because what it allows me to do, in other words, if I have a gift and there's nobody to give it to, I basically don't, I mean, this is the philosophical question, but basically my gift doesn't have value. But if I have people to whom I can give my gifts, and it changes their lives. You know, that shows that the gift has huge value to someone.
0: Well, I'm very inspired from this conversation. find it very significant that you are my first conversation of 2023, and I feel like you're setting me off to charge into this year. Love the CD, Shadow of a Soul and your philosophies and the fact that you want to put good and beauty into the world because that's what I think everybody should be thinking now and it's been a delight. Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Thank you and I'm so I was getting so uptight you know for 45 minutes trying to get the damn mic to work (laughs) No, no I was just thinking oh no because if if this doesn't work then she's probably not going to want to do this again.
0: (laughs) So, I gave you another chance. Here, we did it. We did yeah. it. We did it. Here's to us. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Really appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to my conversation with David Bloom. I hope you'll listen next time when I talk with another creative person about how jazz inspires their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidoff. You can download podcasts of Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired from all the usual podcast platforms or listen at jazzinspired.com. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. We're funded primarily by your donations. So please visit jazzinspired.com to chip in. And please write a review on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to spread the word. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is also sponsored in part with generous support from our listeners and Page at 63 Main in Sag Harbor, New York, serving organic microgreens and vegetables grown on their own energy-efficient indoor and outdoor aquaponic farms. Better taste, happier planet. Visit Page at 63 Main at opentable.com. Our opening music was airmail special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD trio. I'm on piano with Mike Casham on sax and Chris Flory on guitar. For more information... Visit jazzinspired dot com or judycarmichael.com. dot com.